Hey guys, just a quick reminder, we're having a live Q&A with the characters and AMA with the players on January 19th at 5 p.m. Central Time. We'll have more info on Twitter and Facebook, so check there for more details. Also, the crew is going to be at Anime Milwaukee, February 15th through the 17th. We're super excited, so if you're going to be there, please stop by the Ambassador area and say hi. Enjoy the show! We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. If we missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this arc include fantasy violence, including the use of firearms, mature themes, mild gore, use of alcohol and tobacco, stalking, and mentions of genocide. Imagine a world on the frontier, where towns spring up and disappear as fast as natural resources are found and depleted. Where magic and technological advances are happening at such a rate, society can't keep up, allowing evil or misguided people to create abominations in nature. Imagine a world where bounty hunters with badges break the law to keep the peace trying to protect those who live far outside the capital city. Now imagine amidst all this chaos, a door is opened, and into this world steps a being, the likes of which no one has seen for over a thousand years. Welcome to the Fey Wild West. Let's be legendary. Having the next day to just relax and soak or mud treatments. <laughs> this one gets a mud treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm in the room, but I'm not letting people touch me. Okay. Meanwhile, I have attractive people painting mud over my naked body. <laughs> Strangely arousing, but also really unsettling. You check out in the late afternoon, early evening of the third day. Both of you feeling very much refreshed. (sighs) I wish we could live there. No, you don't. Yeah, you're right. But (laughs) but still. Do we have enough time to go pick things up? From Nikki? Uh, Or or from... Oh, right, right, right. We have to get... um... It's it's early evening, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, definitely do library first, because yeah. while you were there the last couple of days, you learned that they tend to close between 8 and 9, depending on, you know, how long people stick around. <laughs> but right. they generally start people, like, start herding people out toward, around 8. Right. With them locking doors at 9, so. Got it. Yeah, let's let's go to the library first and pick that stuff up. Okay. Right. So, you inquire at the front desk about where to find right. the researcher's right, respite because, today. Because they move the books and 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah which Lord. book is it in this time? Undertaker. Spare me that must get so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Today it is actually in a section of fiction. Do tell. What kind of fiction? Mostly, I, I guess the term would be Penny Dreadfuls. Ah, <laughs> excellent. And the particular one titled Dark Whispers of the Night. It's a mix of horror and tasteful erotica. You Do go. you want to click it this time? Sure, I will click it this time. All right. <laughs> it clicks, revealing again the stone slab with the same arcane symbol. Mm-hmm. You cast a small spell and it allows you entrance. There are a few more people inside than uh, last time. Just uh, people sitting at the tables being served meals. The wrens, it it looking at them, it's kind of a, f- a flock of wrens. Or at least people that look a lot like wren. This they, is very disconcerting. Okay. Looking at them, they all look slightly different. Like, close siblings. Right. That are all the same age. I'm... I- Beeline to the shop. <laughs> yes, you make a beeline for the shop, Devil's Delights, and oh, find. It makes sense now. The devil made a tiefling. <laughs> Is that what tieflings are? Uh, yes, they are descended from uh, fiends and demons and other creatures from the old plains. Wow. Well, the more you know. Hmm? Do not, do, do not do that against them. Oh, I wouldn't. Are they trying to kill me right now? Not that I can tell. Not that I do not see any that are trying to kill us. Then I won't have a problem. Honestly, I would prefer tieflings to humans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, you find Ernest behind his counter. Also the same person in the... With the eye? With with the eye. The space face? The space face. <laughs> he again just kind of like looks at you and regards you implacidly before turning back to just browsing the shelves. Okay. I go around him to Ernest. Mm-hmm. Ernest sees you and is like, Ah, excellent! You've returned. We have. Our spa treatment is over, and we're here to collect. Ah, yes, well, I have for you, as agreed upon, he kind of pulls out and shakes out your cloak. Your coat. Coat, yeah. Yeah. Still just as pristine and white. Mm. Enchantment completely transferred. Thank you. Merci. And then he first gestures to behind him and hanging up on the wall behind is the shield with its gold windmill on a red field. And he pulls out something significantly smaller. It's about the size of like a serving platter. Okay. But it has a lot of weight to it. And okay. it printed on it is a white crow. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. This is much nicer than that, I guess. <laughs> it is 
a bit smaller, so you'll have to work a little bit harder to use it to protect yourself mechanically. It's the same, but... Eh. Mm-hmm. And I remember you had said a white crow on it, so I had it ordered the special. Oh, thank you. Is Cortez with you? Yes, he is. Okay. And I pointed Cortez. Ah. Well. He hands it over. He, he about He's about to hand it over. He's like... The shield was an additional 100 gold to purchase and have decorated. There you go. Thank you. And then he hands it over. Can I wear that on my arm? Is it? Uh-huh. A... Yeah. Oh, fantastic. We only have 2,300 now. Oh, no. 2,379. Yeah, we gotta go kill a couple more people. If you uh, find any more information about poor Victoria... I would appreciate you letting me know. Oh, of course. That's um, actually going to be our next stop. So, well, sort of. We have one more place to go. But that is technically going to be the next thing we do. I look forward to hearing any information. I'll be sure to uh, write you a letter at the very least. Thank you. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you back again to purchase more. I mean... People in your line of business tend to come across gold fairly frequently. And that we do. And we don't have a lot to spend it on, so... Mm. Just a cold tweet. So, uh, yeah. If we hear anything or we need anything, I know who to talk to. Excellent. So, right after we leave this shop, mm-hmm. which one has potions? Aha. Uh, that would be, looking around, there is a uh, room on the other side of the researcher's respite that is draped in blue curtains that has a sign above that says fantastic filters, but filters PH. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Is it one by somebody named Phil? Let's go inside and see. Mm-hmm. You enter the shop and find it run by a woman. You can't quite determine her age, but she has kind of green skin. And she's wearing some kind of odd device around her neck. But she sees you coming and says in a, in a very like sing-song voice, Welcome to Fantastic Filters. How may I assist you? What does she smell like? Smells like the ocean. Oh, got it. I don't know what that smells like, so well, it smells like salt water. Yep. Basically. Yep. Right. Never smelled that, did I? Ever. No. Cool. New smell. New smell. Yeah. Looking to buy some healing potions? Ah, of course. And she um, motions with a kind of webbed web finger hand towards some shelves to the left side of the shop where it, and like looking around there are like bottles jars and flasks of all different sizes just like on shelves in this shop so yeah she, she motions to a case that holds several different sized bottles with a, this red colored liquid inside them that you recognize as a healing potion uh-huh. We have several different varieties and are well stocked. So please browse, take your pick. 
as she finishes speaking, the device around her neck kind of like makes a noise. And you, you, looking at it now, it looks to be made of gold and glass. And the glass is like on either side of her neck, and it seems to hold water. And as she finishes speaking, it kind of makes a... And the water, like, fills with bubbles and then stops. And she's just... <sighs> so... I'm not sure. And some, so- some sort of so it's aquatic. A, aquatic creature. It's really his device you have around your neck. Yes, it um, enables me to breathe. To breathe? More easily. Is it enough for you to please? For long periods of time, my kin are not accustomed to spending long periods of time in the open air, and I have deemed it best to make my home on land for quite some time now. On land? So you're aquatic? Natively, yes. Interesting. Anyway, okay. I don't know how to. I don't know how to non rudely ask. (laughs) Like, so what are you? You know, it's just that's really rude. (laughs) Healing potions. Healing potions. What potency do you want? I want to drop a thousand, basically. You want to drop a thousand? Okay. So, and I prefer not to get like a bunch of little ones. Mm -hmm. So you don't want commons, which are two d four plus two. Yeah. So. Uncommons, greater healing potions, are 44 plus 4, and run 100 gold apiece. Let's go with those ones. Okay. So, 10. Okay. So, okay. They're 10 gold apiece? Uh, They they are 100 gold apiece. 100 gold apiece. So, 10 of them would be 1,000 gold. 1,000. Okay. Um, That's what I'm dropping. Okay. Because, yeah, the next next level up is uh, the rare... um, Superior healing, and those do 8d4 plus 8, but they are 500 gold apiece. Yeah, no, so. I'd rather do. So it's 10 great, what is it? Greater healing. Greater healing. And they do 4d4 plus 4. Since we're in the big city and these things are so fucking rare, mm-hmm. I just want to cover. Yeah. And just, you know, just in case. Right. I mean, you still, you got the necklace, so that's an extra thing. Yeah. But just no. on the in case, you are separated or what? Yeah, you, you cleared her out of her greater healing potions. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry, honey, I didn't get your name. Yes, I am Rilvari Tide. And she, like, pronounces Tide with an extra H in there somewhere. All right. On that note, I think... Do you need anything else to all of you? I have potions of all sorts. What else have you got? She pulls out a vial that ha- that almost uh, at first it doesn't look like it has anything in it, but she kind of like swirls it in an anti-clockwise fashion, and there's suddenly uh, this blue color starts to appear in what you now realize was a completely clear liquid. And then she lets it settle, and then it starts to spin back in a clockwise motion until the blue is, like, going so fast it just blends into the clear liquid. Uh, This is a potion of speed. 
drinking it casts the haste spell on you for one minute. What's haste do? Choose a willing creature that you can see within range. Until the spell ends, the target's speed is doubled. It gains a plus two bonus to AC. It has advantage on dexterity saving throws and gains an additional action on each of its turns. The action can only be used to take the action, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. When the spell ends, the target can't move or take actions until after its next turn as a wave of lethargy sleeps over it. So it, that lasts for a minute, and then you have one turn of, like, slow down. Right. And then you're back to normal. Yeah. A uh, potions of invisibility. She, she goes uh, a couple of other potions. A potion of water breathing. Potion of feather fall. Potion of flight. Flight. Yes, you gain a flying. Uh, you, dr- you drink in. You gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed for one hour and can hover in air. If you're in air when the potion wears off, you fall unless you have some other means of staying aloft. Pretty much any potion that is in the Dungeon Master's Guide you can find here. So, she and she goes behind the counter and says, "And if you're looking for something very special." And she uh, pulls back the curtain to another section of the shop. Oh. We have some more um, entertaining consumables in the back. Well, I'm always up for entertainment. What might those be? She reveals the back section of the store and says, This is... Our section for more adult entertainment. Ah. Oh. You want to browse? Bien sûr. Okay. Well, we'll take care of that off camera or off mic. Let's say we buy something. But the audience doesn't need to know why. <laughs> so we'll take care of that off camera. If you want to know, we'll see. Support us on Patreon. Yeah, that absolutely. <laughs> when we do a que- when we do a live questionnaire, if somebody asks about it, we'll discuss it. Maybe on an eighteen plus panel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we buy that. We leave. Okay. <laughs> we thank her. I cannot believe you actually bought it. You cannot wait to try it out. I can't either. Anyway, we got one more stop to make. Well, we got two more stops to make. Where, where are we going before we are going to see Nikki? Well, I had a thought. Yes. Um, can we have this as we're leaving? Uh, yes, you can do have this conversation okay. while you're leaving. As we're we're leaving, um, I'm keeping an eye out for any shop that mm-hmm. would have that. Um, oh, also before we leave, a dress shop. And somewhere to sell my goddamn cigarillos. So, keeping an eye out for those things. Um, both of you make perception checks. Okay. No. 16. 16. Wait. Is it a 4? It's a 4. Perception. 14, 15, 16. 16. That is a 4. That is a 4. Great. So, 7. 7. Um, okay. You're too interested in what I'm saying. <sighs> but. I, am, I am excited about your latest badges. Yep. Yep. Anyway. The dress and the cigarillos. Yes. 
you do find both. Not in the same shop. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. That'd be funny. That'd be funny, but no. <laughs> you do find a uh, dressmaker's boutique that has a number of very pretty, flowy dresses. I'm looking, in... for, I'm looking for it on... Hang on. You, you keep going. Oh, okay. I'm, just, that's, I'm yeah. not digging around on my phone. I'm actually just looking for <laughs> what it looks like. Okay. And uh, you also find a... A, a tobacco shop of, of sorts that right. uh, sells cigarillos. How much uh, would a nice box be? Like, boxes usually hold, like, 20, 30. Okay. A box of 20, you can pick up for 40 gold. What flavor do you want them to Ooh. be? Full disclosure, cigarillos are, like, thin cigars. They're not, like, the full Monty, you know, you know, gunslinging cigar... They're thinly, thinly done cigars. I don't know anything about them because I don't smoke. They just look like something Talia would smoke. So I have no idea if this is an actual flavor. But can I have sage ones? Yeah, sure. Cool. I like mostly because I like sage. (laughs) And that's not an offensive smell. They remind her of her papa. He used to smoke them. Yeah. And that was the flavor that he smoked. So, uh, how much was it? I'm sorry, 40? Yeah. 40 gold for 20 cigarillos. Okay, minus 40. Alright. Oh, oh, we're gonna get down to three digits. Oh no! There's enough. Well, you still have what you had on you, right? I had, like, safety. That As long as we have 30, we'll be fine. This is all the reward money stuff. So, I'm not too terribly worried about it. If we're not going to spend it, then what the hell's the point? Right. Care, care, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So after I get the cigarillos, we find it that dress shop. I said, all right, pick one. Pick one? You said you wanted to dress. I do, but... Uh, I, I do. What occasion would I have to wear one? I don't know. That was part of the thing, is you said that I'd take you to an event that... Require that. Yes, but... You want to look me in the eye and tell me you don't want a pretty dress? At least one. There's no reason to have one. Well, of course not, but you want one. And we've got the money for it. Shouldn't we save that gold for more practical things? Like what? I do not know. Live a little. We've got that tent now. You just keep it in there. Is that just true? Besides, I'm about to go buy something a bit indulgent. Well, what are you buying? Uh, I'll tell you on the way there. Right. First, you go pick out a dress. Anyone you want, I'll get it for you. <laughs> Although, preferably under a thousand. <laughs> preferably under a thousand? Under a thousand gold, because we've only got a thousand eighty-nine left. I do not know the first thing about trying to find a toys. Well, I'm sure there are shopkeepers that would be more than happy to help you. We go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anyone in here? Uh, there is. There is a gentleman with a finely tailored vest and white sleeves and sharp black pants mm-hmm. and a thin black mustache. He sees you come in and is like, 
Hello, how may I help you? Um, I am in the market for a dress. Okay. He's kind of like looks intently at you. And I feel strangely uncomfortable. Um, I, um, I'm not sure where to start. Um, well, uh, what kind of uh, event are we thinking? Are we thinking wedding? <laughs> are we thinking wedding, Talia? Uh, I thought you were thinking like a dance or something. A dance. A dance. Well, we have a couple different styles of dresses then, and he'll lead you into the shop and like... The shop could almost look like it's crowded because of all the dress forms that are around with all the various types on them. And he'll lead you to three different styles of dresses. One made for very, like, ballroom type dancing. A very wide skirt, very shaped skirt. You know, like... Oh, like like the big... Under yeah, under what big it? hoop skirt. Big yeah, hoop b- yeah, big hoop skirt. Yeah, and something that's a bit more flowy and loose, and a third that falls between the two as far as ostentatiousness. As he's like showing you these three dresses, you find that dress on another form. And uh, you pointed out to him, he's like, yes, this very lovely shape and design. It When tailored properly, as I always do, it uh, can have a very flattering form to it. So if that's the one you're set on, that we can get that fitted and have that all ready for you uh, this evening at a cost of 350 gold. What? I... I... I do not... I... Yes, I I want it, but... We'll take it. I... Come on, darling, let me treat you a little bit. I just do not know if... Such a... Spectacular... Dress would be suitable for for what? A wanderer. You don't always have to wear it. Well, yes, I. How about this? You buy that. We will find an occasion for you to wear that, and I will even get something not what I'm wearing. Something not what you are wearing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> look at my clothes that are still like you know a bit worn and mm-hmm. tattered you know I'll wear something nicer I'll get a new shirt alright and we'll find an occasion to wear it sound like a deal? uh yes I just don't want to insult the dress by isn't someone more important to have a dress like this? is a little taken aback. Celine. What? 
more important than you. I am just a wanderer. And even a wanderer deserves something nice. Especially when we have a place to put it. We're taking the dress. <laughs> Very well. He, he snaps his fingers and two younger men uh, appear to, and they start taking the form off the dress and... 300, right? 350. 350. I'm trying to find pictures of the dress from the front because Elysia is from five. I'm find them from the side. But they usher you to a smaller room to the side that has uh, mirrors all around and they start pinning mm-hmm. and they eventually take the dress away to be taken in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's a question I asked the guy. Do can I look at the map really quick? Is there a place that sit that's near where Nikki is? That's an inn. Oh yes, that would be the ferryman's folly. Uh, how much would it cost if it's going to be done by tonight? How much would that cost you to deliver it to the Ferryman's Folly? You can't touch at the name. Well, I can have one of my boys run it down. Uh, it'll actually probably be first thing tomorrow morning. Oh, that's fine. It'll be uh, five silver to deliver. Oh, but let's do that then. Because once we get down off this mesa, Talia's not coming back up here <laughs> just to get a dress. <laughs> Got it. Once we're down, we ain't going back up. <laughs> right. Unless we have some fucking money to spend or uh-huh. something, but I'm not coming back up. Right. Uh, you guys make your way back down. Uh, at uh, some point, with going off the roll you found you had earlier, you're able to find a jewelry store of some sort. This, this would actually be after you get off the Mesa, probably. Okay. As you guys make your way down... The elevator fairy <laughs> takes you slowly back down the side of the mesa. I, I, I'm still hiding kind of in Cortez, mm-hmm. but, or not Cortez, um, Muerte. Uh, but I do, like, venture a look. Uh-huh. Not from anywhere near the side, though. Uh-huh. Just- you get a beautiful view of the sunset. As you look out towards the west. And as you lower down, the horizon rises. And it kind of like speeds up the sunset a little bit (laughs) as you're making your way down. Right. You're right, it is very pretty. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's easier going down than it is going up. Yep. (laughs) Got it. And so you're able to find, as I said, a shop that sells the type of jewelry you're looking for. What are you looking for, Talia? Well, um... I... I have a very healthy respect for the Undertaker. You know this. Of course. And I did, even before I met you. And while I can't necessarily say I am a worshipper, of his. Yeah, if you I am a. F- I would be an absolute fool to think of him in any other light other than absolute respect. Of course. 
But uh, this week, or these past three days as I've been doing research, I realize just I realize just how much of my heritage I've lost. I've got one thing left, and that's that retribution. And that was part of its destruction. Everything that I, I learned, it was about, I mean, I had an education. My family taught me a lot of what we are and how we act, but no history, no nothing to latch on to. You know, I was 11 when we lost it all. When I lost it all. You don't think about where you came from at 11. You know, you, you're out chasing frogs down by the stream. You're playing with your cousins. You're climbing trees. You're fighting in your famine spider. You are frightening your caretakers by uh, saying that you are seeing the Undertaker. <laughs> at least that's what I was doing at 11. But continue, Sally. <laughs> well, I, I was frightening my, my ma by climbing on the roof. Of course you were. Broke my arm because I thought I could jump from there to the hay, haystack right underneath it. I missed. Broke my arm. And, uh... No, no, no. You made it to the haystack. No, yeah, I made it to the haystack. I just didn't judge the... You know when you're a kid and you think I can jump from somewhere and I will land, like, like pillow soft because straw is, like, you know, soft? I always thought the same way about your flower cats. Yeah. Um, it's not. <laughs> hitting the ground is hitting the ground. <laughs> there is ground under that haystack. Yeah, I broke my arm. Uh, my papa actually laughed for like a straight hour <laughs> as my as my ma was freaking out. Anyway, I don't have any heritage, and I don't know of any other lichens anywhere at all. So. But there is one being that I know of that is close to my animal side, I would say. And he doesn't actually have any holy symbols that I'm aware of. Or even worshippers. You don't worship the wolf. But, uh... I wouldn't really want to say that I would like to worship as much as I would like to connect something on some sort of connection. Of course. So I motion to the jewelry store. I want to see if they've got anything that I could use. Then. It's gotta be better than looking to a gun for a connection. I agree. 
Especially one that already has so much blood in it. So can I have, is there anything in there with like a wolf's head? Okay, I'm looking for the fucking Geralt's thing. Geralt's symbol, but not as pokey. Got it. Like not as like yeah. like Geralt's symbol is very like like straight lines. Uh huh. I'm looking for something that looks a little more animalistic, but mm-hmm. it's a fucking wolf's head that's snarling. Yeah, what I'm looking for is basically that. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, that'll be uh, another five silver. That's it. It, I mean, are you looking for any gold? No. Okay, then. Is it silver? Not actual silver. It is silver colored. Okay, that's what I need. Yeah. Okay, five gold or five silver? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm yeah. back down to one silver again. Can't get rid of that one fucking <laughs> silver. I find somebody on the fucking road that looks like they need money, and I give him a silver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Getting rid of it. Any beggars, kids? Yeah. I give them yeah. Okay. There, I got rid of it. I'm happy with, I'm yeah. happy with my life. <laughs> uh, Alright, and then, uh. Yeah, no, I just needed a symbol. Something. Something mm-hmm. that I can look to. It's lovely. Thanks. I am probably going to get even worse stairs now, but, uh. What is the fun of what is what fun is it if you you're not getting strange stairs though? That's very true. So child of the wolf and a daughter of death. The wolf and the claw. I like it. The Reaper and the Wandering White. Lots of titles. Yes. <laughs> Lots of titles. Lots of titles. Of our own. Exactly. I, I just realized. We'll give our titles before we give our names. Yeah. We've been doing that kind of subconsciously. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Anyway. Um, now yeah. we will do it on purpose. Now we'll do it on purpose. Anyway, we go to Nikki's. Alright. So you get to I Nikki's. go behind her. Okay. <laughs> knock on the door and R5 opens it again hello R5 <laughs> I'm, I'm get behind her and, yep. yeah. hello Hi. you see Nikki sitting at one of her workbenches with Antoinette or what you assume to be Antoinette in a vice huh. and she is sitting with the earmuffs on and the thing that she had been wearing on her waist before kind of like sitting on the table next to her with a disc rotating inside it. And she's kind of just like swaying and bobbing her head a little bit as she works with a soldering gun adding finishing touches to Antoinette. Nikki? Nikki? Um... Uh, R5. Yes? Would you please get her attention? I do not need to talk to her. Since the last time she talked about startling her, it was a... She took out a lightning gun thing, so maybe we don't do that. 
<laughs> R5 walks up behind her, takes a, a giant finger and just kind of like pokes <laughs> her in the shoulder. And <laughs> Nikki is just like, R5, what? And takes off the earmuffs. And you, act, you, you with your hearing, like catch suddenly the sound of music. Right. Fiddle and drums. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, R5 just kind of says, company. And she swivels around on her stool. It's like, oh, good, you're back. Hi. What is that? That's Antoinette. No, or, the music. Where is the music coming from? Oh, this? And she, Did you hear it too? Oh, do I? No, I don't hear it. She holds up the earmuff things and what looks to be some sort of device that is holding a record. You, you, you've seen records. You've usually seen them just like on a phonograph uh-huh. in like a, a more high-end inn or tavern or something like that playing uh, a song. And she uh, holds it up. Uh, something of mine that I've been trying to get manufactured for a while now, because I think it's fucking brilliant. She presses a button on the center and separates the disc from the rest of it. It's a portable record player. Huh. Interesting. That (laughs) is... Oh, alright. Huh. Hmm. She puts it back in and hands over the earmuffs. I put them on. Okay. So, first thing you notice is, like, even inside here, city noise has just been, like, a near constant, even right. towards evening. You put these on, and while sound isn't gone, it's suddenly a lot quieter. Ooh. Uh, Nikki holds up a finger and is about to hit a button, then, like, thinks twists a dial then hits a button and the record starts spinning and you hear the at first like the scritch scritch of a record starting up and then music uh, <laughs> face I'm going through like a, a face journey yeah like <laughs> <laughs> Just like mouth going up and down, like what the I'm, like what a is it? fucking fish. And I take them off and I hand them to you. What is this? What is it? And I put them on. Can you hear this? Where is it coming from? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't yelling. Yeah, you were. Oh, I was not. I was speaking. You know, we got headphones on. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. She giggling. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki's giggling. It. it okay, I won't even pretend that I understand any of that. Um, I've barely even seen record players, let alone that. And that hasn't caught on? Not yet. It will, though. I know it will. I think it will. I 
I like my guitar. I like your guitar as well. Oh, instruments are all well and good, but having something like this, it just tends to help me focus. Oh, well, I understand that. So, got your message. Do we owe you any extra money for that? Oh, no. I just took the cost of what I was going to do and just applied it to what I did. Got it. And uh, she goes... What did you do? <laughs> so she goes to the desk and uh, pulls out Retribution. And it looks a, a little different. I'm glad to see it, though. Yeah. <laughs> she first pulls out, in addition to the gun, she pulls out a bullet. Okay. And she hands it to you. It looks like a pretty standard bullet, except a little thicker than what you're used to. Right. My, uh, my own custom load. Uh, you had ordered 200, I believe? 200. I, I had R5 here uh, work the bullet press, and we have those. And she points over to a, a set of small boxes that cool. just, like, have those for you right over there. Actually, no, it'd be in just a bag. But anyway, okay. Yeah. We totally forgot to buy a bag of holding. It's okay. We, we have just... to go. We just have to go kill those other two people. We'll be good. Yeah. So, also, we've emptied out your um, battle bags now. So, right. And we have that tent. Right. It's going to be storage for right now until yeah. we get it furnished. Yeah. So, and she'll she opens the chamber for retribution and shows you. I had to do a wider bore uh, inside the actual cartridge to fit the new load. And she points out the new additions that she put on. Okay. There are two bands of gold. So <laughs> DM actually uh, sketched out the gun and was trying to think, okay, so how would I improve the capacity of this gun? And I was just like, there is no way to do it without a complete rework of the structure of the pistol, and given its craftsmanship, that is going to be a problem. Which is why Nikki sent you that message. Right. So. Okay. Bands here, here, and here are all new. Got it. She points these out as uh, serving uh, dual purposes, as a better gas compression seal to make sure that the expanding gases from the gunpowder are channeled more efficiently. Okay. Which helps in with, uh, along with the increased load to give them more of a punch. Got it. But the three bands combined and the runes inscribed on them are what give every bullet fired out of this gun the property of a magical bullet. Got it. Anything fired from this pistol will be considered magical for overcoming resistances. Cool. As she starts going into like explaining how the mechanics of it work, how the runes actually the runes and the boring matrix that she drilled out on the inside actually punch a hole through the weave of magic as the bullet travels through the barrel and <laughs> carries a bit of that essence along with it as it flies. Oh! Damn! Okay! That is impressive. Yeah. 
So what was the capacity issue? Uh, the capacity issue, well, for expanding the capacity, is you can see your mechanism, and this is going off of the, yeah. the pin that you showed me of the, of the design. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty so, much what it looks like except for the back part. Yeah. The spot for loading and ejecting your cartridges isn't the newer style of the revolver breaking open to dump the cartridges and quickly load six new ones in. It is the older style of the slot open and the spring eject sort of rod, and that's what this part is here. Right. So, explaining gun mechanics. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I have no idea, so... uh... Yeah. Finding this fascinating. Yeah. So, like, uh, how on an actual old school, old style revolver, this little section here actually like swivels open, yeah. yeah, revealing a single chamber that lines up with this rod here. Okay. This has a rod and spring inside it that, when you pull it back, it ejects the empty shell, and then you turn the revolver over to the next slot for uh, for a bullet right. and then repeat until it's empty and then you can reload it. Right. So since your uh, revolver is this older style, simply swapping out the rotating cartridge would pose a number of mechanical issues. Okay. So, and uh, I could have expanded, I could have expanded it. But that would also then prove an issue with lining up uh, proper sights for aiming, because it would have to extend beyond the top of the pistol instead. And yeah, it, uh, no. So I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I didn't. I, don't know, I didn't think of it either when I first picked it up. I should have noticed it first thing. But anyway, I think this is better, anyways. So we have the improved load and uh, gas compression, which will help you do more damage with each hit, and we have the arcane improvement on it that will help you uh, take down more preternatural beasties. Got it. Alright, these will only take these bullets, right? Yes. Cool. Then, as I said, 200 here. Can I get those in there? In my bag? Yeah. In my, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah kind of like <laughs> maneuver the maneuver them yeah. in there. And yeah. just, there we go. Yeah. <sighs> and and then Antoinette. Yes, Antoinette. Antoinette, and she. Uh, I tore I tore my gun a little yeah. bit. It's like getting it in my hand. It's like, oh thank God, you're back. <laughs> yeah. Put it back. As you twirl it. The weight of it feels the same, and it twirls just as you remember. But there's, as you twirl it, there's this interesting element of drag to it that you didn't notice before. It like, you know how like when you spin a gyroscope, uh-huh. and then you like tilt it and stuff, and you get this like weird feeling of pushing against some other force. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like that as uh-huh. as you twirl it. So interesting. Yeah. It still twirls and functions the same, but yeah, it's just like something a little extra about it. Right. I dig it. Antoinette. Mm -hmm. She pulls it out. You almost don't recognize it as as Antoinette. Oh. So, um, I did something a bit extra to it, no extra charge. Oh, okay. And she pulls it out. And when you had left it with her, it was a single barrel uh, slide action shouldered 
shotgun. It is now currently a psilocyte action, double-barreled, no-stock shotgun to be held more at hip level. So it was just kind of easier to repeat the the loading mechanism in the second barrel, so it now holds twice as many shots. Fantastique. How does, does that increase? I'm guessing it increases something. Yeah, it increases the capacity to four. Oh, oh okay. I'll fix everything once. Yeah. Okay. Ah. May, may I? Please. So pick it up and. Uh... It definitely is if you're different. It has a very different weight to it, but should still fit inside the holster that you have inside your cloak. That is, that is actually what I am trying out, is how does it, if I put, I like, because I, I am, so I feel like Selene is mastering the, like, putting it away and taking it out just because it's like, surprise, like, right. say hello to my little friend. Right, right. <laughs> like, this is my boomstick. Yeah. Right. Um. And so she's like, so she's holding it, and then she practices like putting it back, uh-huh. and then taking it out. It it takes a little bit to get used to the new weight, but overall, it feels easier. It's not loaded, right? It is not currently loaded. Okay, good. It's like that would be funny. <laughs> no, she uh, actually for, she checks to make sure it's not loaded, and then she tries kind of the single move she does to take it out, and then fire it. Uh huh. To see if she can, if the weight changes how she does that. You do have to like change how your stance a little bit as you pull it out, but some easy adjustments and like just spread my probably feet further apart. Yep, a bit. Yeah, might take some getting used to, but I like it. Looks fancy. Kind of like it. I do indeed. It is wonderful. Next time we have money, you should upgrade mine. Perhaps. Where's Nikki's pet project? It is uh, still in the center of the room. Hmm. Haven't gotten that thing up yet? I've been working on the gun upgrades. And... Yeah. So that thing's supposed to fly? Sort of. It's... uh, It's supposed to float. It... Could you make it? Could you make it fly? I mean, so th- there's an interesting t- distinction between uh, flying and levitation. Ah, I see. Flying sort of uh, Im- implies a uh, sense of constant speed to maintain its altitude, which can be done, as has been proven by some inventive aeronauts that can be done uh, with simple physics and just maintaining uh, speed, having the right wing shape, things like that. What I'm trying to do is getting this to levitate consistently in a controlled manner. It is much more difficult. Right. Hey, Celine. Yes? Do you remember when we first met that thing you mentioned to me? It was a while ago. 
Um, something you've always wanted. <laughs> that is just a child's fantasy. Well, our friend here is trying to get something to levitate. Yes, but uh, that makes sense. But all, I mean, the worst she could say is no. Like I said, it's a, it is a child's fantasy. It is completely impractical. It's, can you give somebody wings? He stops and thinks about it. What would I do with giant wings? They would get in the way. They don't they need would to be, be giant. They wings. would get in the way. They would be bulky. Bulky. They don't have to be giant. It was just a childhood fantasy. And that's a floating thing. And that's a... Yes, but as she has just expressed, it is very difficult. So the worst she can say is no, I say in night speak. I... I can try. Hey, I'll, I'll, dro I'll drop some designs. I mean, I can't can't pay for it right now, but uh, since we're sort of cleaned out a little bit, but you know. Please do not trouble yourself. It is... No, no. You... That's something you've wanted. And... What good would it do? Well, um... Well, there's lots of things you can do with something that can get you out of a situation pretty quickly. I mean... I have been kind of focus on getting this entire thing off the ground. Maybe starting with something smaller might not be such a bad idea. No, it's... Oh, there you go. Change focus. No, really. You mustn't trouble yourself. I... Could you? Well... <laughs> Possibly. I've been able to get that thing to stay in the air for uh, 30 minutes or so before it sparks out. 30 minutes? Yeah. Uh, the power supply is rather cumbersome, but... Maybe if I focus on making it smaller first, I can work out some of the kinks I've been having with the larger version. You said you've always wanted to fly. That's so let's buy you some wings. Or make you some wings. What good was it doing? Who fucking cares what good it would do for the look alone? But considering we have um, been in situations where we are outnumbered, it might be actually pretty useful. <laughs> Obviously, we can't get it immediately. She would need to work on it, and we would need to uh, go kill some more people. But, uh... Ever since I saw his wings, I have always wanted to fly. So here's an opportunity. I say next week, I do not want to give my myself for a childish fantasy. And I reply in night speak. Honey, we have a dangerous life. Let's live it. Flying is for angels and 
Well, you're one of those things. It is not an angel. You little shit. <laughs> Tell you what, Niggy. You draw plans, and you estimate how much it's going to cost, and we'll work something out. Okay. Let us kill a couple people first so we can get some money, though. <laughs> Do you need an upfront cost for the plans? No, no, no. What you guys provided will more than cover my rent for the next couple months, so... Well, we do. <laughs> uh, but really, if it is impossible, don't. You know. Nothing is impossible until you try. There you go. I like that attitude. That's what my old teacher used to say. Your old teacher? Yeah. Falling out, parting away, this is boring stuff. Anyway. Yeah, you say night speak, ex boyfriend. Alright. <laughs> I don't actually acknowledge that. I yeah. just, like, roll my eyes. Well, then, it is getting pretty late. It has been another full day of buying things. <laughs> yes, it does. Good lord. We are going to be at the Behrman's Folly until tomorrow. Oh, okay. Till about. We'll be there a little bit before noon. And we'll be moving out by around one or two. So if you need to get a hold of us. All right. Well, if I don't see you until later, uh, safe journeys and send more cool stories. Will <laughs> do. It was very lovely to meet you, Nikki. Thanks for all of your hard work. Yes, thank you. We do appreciate it. She's <laughs> Selena's kind of just like she's like looking away but she's got this look on her face of like almost elation like <laughs> but like trying not to get her hopes up she's looking at the pet project like hopefully you'll be able to get higher than just hover but yeah alright so yeah we go to the folly how much is it I'd say two gold yeah okay. that, that'll cover it so yeah, we're there until the next morning. Mm -hmm. Wait, or we're just basically gonna wait there until her dress comes. Mm -hmm. Put down that you got your dress. Dress. I'm gonna put all. Of, I'll add everything to the character sheets. Yep. Dress. We got a necklace. Um, and I have down the greater healing potions and mm -hmm. my cigarette cigarillos. And I think that's all we bought, aside from all the magic stuff. So I'm not going to worry too much about that. Uh, so after we get her dress, um, I actually want to go to the constable. Okay. Or wherever there's like a like job board place. Yep. Yeah. Mostly the constable because I need information. Okay. Uh, yes, you are able to find a constable's office. You've noticed that there's quite a few, because it's a large city, so. There's also just uh, several job boards up, and you see a bit of a difference here in the city as opposed to elsewhere. There's a lot of, like, 
help wanted for warehouse work, factory work, delivery service workers and stuff like that. But also the wanted posters are still up. You find a constable's office. All right. On the on the job posters, <sighs> on the wanted, mm-hmm. the two arsonists, they're still up there. They are still up there. Wonderful. And actually... Any other ones? <laughs> well, you notice there's been a change to the arsonists' ones. Oh, shit. Bounty has been upped to 3,000 each. Fantastic. And actually attached to this particular job board next to the posters is a newspaper clipping. Ooh, what's that say? Farming community burned to the ground. Does it say where? It says a small farming community just south of Blue Peak was struck by tragedy as the known arsonists Jenny and John Zinn lit fire and mayhem to the local granary that then caught the rest of the community, burning it to the ground. Ouch. Uh, so that's no one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else on this job board? Just... There are a couple of smaller wanted posters. Uh, anything over 2,000? Nothing else over 2,000. Okay, then I'm not going to worry about it. But that missing poster still up. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. those two posters are the only ones I'm worried about. Uh, so we go into the con, uh, you know, mm-hmm. arm and arm. Mm-hmm. We go into the constable station. Bed, yep. my hood and mask on. Of course you do. Yep. And uh, perfection you are. I, I should I do I have to keep specifying that? Like, can we just assume that I have? I'll just keep mentioning. Yeah, I, I prefer you keep mentioning okay. it. So, you come into this building, and this one is a bit different than ones you've walked into across the frontier. Is one... Not a Starbucks. No. <laughs> no. There is no Starbucks in here. <laughs> Constable offices are not Starbucks. There was uh, the one in Clankshaft? Uh, post office. The, the sheriff, post office, the sheriff's. sheriff's yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yep, sorry. This building... It has kind of like a almost an entry hall sort of area, or a, almost a waiting room kind of, where it's this passage that's about 10 feet wide, and it goes down. On, on the left side of it, the entire length runs a counter that goes about 20 feet down, and it has bars separating you from the other side of the counter with, like, slots underneath Oh. At, at, like, uh, at certain points along the counter for, like, people passing stuff through. And there are a number of clerks, like, sitting behind each slot, going through paperwork, typing on typewriters. And there's a couple of people kind of, like, sitting on benches against the wall on the right side. Got it. Yeah. Okay, we go to the space or the counter? Yep. Wherever, sorry. Yeah, wherever the... Wherever there's a clerk, yeah. Yeah, wherever the clerk. Okay. The clerk looks up at you and is like, Oh, yes, how can I help you? Yeah, I pull out the wanted poster. that The old one. Because mm-hmm. that's the one I had on me. Of the two... Uh, Jenny and John. Jenny and John. And... I was looking for any information on these two. Last I heard, they were up north. 
He looks at Spilter. Oh, that's an old one. Bounty's been up. Yeah, I saw that outside. Uh, yes. That's the one I have on me, so. Um. Uh, bounty hunters. Uh, well, we get a few of we get a few of you blowing through here every now and again. There ain't any like us. And I giggle and it goes around. <laughs> There's like people in the waiting yeah. room. Yeah. Too. Like. Good. <laughs> Um, yeah, you haven't gotten like, to freak anybody out in a while. Yes, I am. You go in with a job withdrawal. They miss it. The clerk kind of like. Um, you think. Well, you think. You feel it, Grandma. You think you do. You cannot be sure. <laughs> Couple people on the benches had, like, one of them was like, stood up, like, what the fuck? And just, like, pretty much bolts for the door. <laughs> I cannot wait till I learn my nerve illusions and I can really have some fun. Oh. So do I get to learn that? Yeah, you are really, really fey. When do you get to learn that? Yeah. Eighth, eighth, level. eighth level. What level am I now? Six. Six. Yeah. We have two more levels. Let's go kill some people. Let's go grind for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you think we're doing? You're oh. going to the quest giver. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well uh, we have a dossier that we've been handing out for these two, especially since their last um, incident. And they're for sure up north? Uh, well, he, he reaches un- under his desk and pulls out a three-page pamphlet, sort pamphlet. of. <laughs> right. it, it, three pieces of paper stapled together. Right. <laughs> Have like, you heard of the Undersnow okay. <laughs> <laughs> The front page is a copy of the wanted poster with the updated amounts. Yeah. The other two pages are sort of like known information that they are brother and sister. Ah. And there's a better physical descriptions of them included with the pictures. Okay. Uh, it uh, prints out uh, John as having kind of like dark tan skin and he's a uh, sharp like black beard and hair. You still have the picture of the shit-eating grin on the front. Then Jenny is listed as also having black hair and blue skin. Blue skin? She's got blue skin? And horns. And horns. We're dealing with teeth. Got it. But uh, John does not have blue skin and horns? I don't see any. Doesn't say. Hmm. What's the other and sister? What? Not have one of the same parents? No. Or we will ask them after before we kill yeah, them. Yeah, before we kill them, I guess. Uh. <laughs> it says that they are both from Airpike. First offense was three years ago, having burned down their school. They burned it down after. Locking everyone inside it. Oh. 20 bodies recovered. 10 missing. Ooh. Five survive, but with severe burn injuries. That's a lot of people. Yes. You might as well just kill the person that you want. That is why I'm wondering if they are just killing for the thrill of it. Thrill killing? Yes. I don't know. What's the next one? 
it goes through a couple of instances. Exploded shops. Opening fire in a crowded street. And just general deeds of mayhem. Seeming, like most of them just seeming without sense or reason. Alright. A survivor from one of the slaughters that uh, they engaged in. A survivor is quoted as was quoted as having heard John scream into the crowd as his sister opened fire. Death Scythe comes for all today. Death Scythe? Death Scythe. But uh, what I know about the old death god? Make a religion check. Religion check? It's right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you have a really high religion. Yeah. It's like you also eight. have luck points. Oh, I am going to reroll that. I haven't used any luck points. Okay, that's better. Plus eight. I think it's I eight. Think. I think it is eight. Because so. you have theologian. Yeah, so... Yeah, 23. You have read of the old death god just simply referred to as death or the grim reaper often depicted as either a skeleton or an old man dressed in black robes and carrying a scythe that he would use to reap the souls of those whose time had come uh, do I know that he was the death god before the Undertaker? Yes. So before there was the Undertaker, there was another god of death. Yeah? He was known only as death, or, or sometimes the Grim Reaper. He was depicted as a... Yes, isn't that, isn't, isn't that nice? The Reaper? The Grim Reaper. Alright. Which I am sure that is where you get your title from. It's an allusion to you. Oh, alright. I always assumed... I mean, I knew what a reaper was. I just didn't know it was specifically to that. That's kind of cool. Because hmm. I didn't. For those who don't know, Talia did not pick the, t- the title, The Reaper. It was given to her. So. I did not pick my title either. You did not. It was given to you. Right. Anyway. So yes, the uh, Grim... Reaper. The Grim Reaper has a scythe. He, yes, and his weapon of choice was his scythe. He would, unlike the Undertaker, who does not feel the need to uh, seek out the souls of the dead, he, he is confident they will come to him as all, as all come to him in time. The uh, previous Death God would use his scythe to reap the souls of those who have passed on. Huh. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Alright. Does the thing say anything else? It finishes with their most recent killings. Which was? Just south of Blue Peak, the farming community. Farming. And that's all the information they can give me? So I thank them, and I take the dossier, and as we head back to the horses, 
So here's our conundrum. Well, we're going after these assholes no matter what. That's a... That's a bit extreme. Even for... I'm used to hunting bandits. They usually just steal shit and mostly kill people to take it. Right, and when I heard Astinus before, I assumed it was only property damage. Yeah. So, here's the deal. We can head north, take care of these things, or the other time-sensitive thing might be that woman. And that's the complete opposite direction. May I speak frankly? Sure. Who is more important? Dozens of people who might be in danger because of two people on the loose or one rich person who is missing. Alright, north it is. Let's put a bullet in each one of their fucking heads. Indeed. Alright, we get our shit together and we head north. Alright. That's what we'll call it for today. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Let's Be Legendary Wild West Edition. Ooh. Sorry if that was a boring couple of episodes. It was mostly shopping and shit, but character development. Yeah, character de- I mean, it's mostly character development. Yeah. I feel bad. We, we're not really a, like, not really an action podcast. It's like, oh, let's kill a bunch of things all the time. I mean, there was, you know... That one time that you took on like twelve people all by your twosome, yeah. right? <laughs> and also a vampire and a vampire. But at the same uh, time, now this would have been interesting. And I mean, we kind of got into a scuffle with that one girl with Delilah, and we sort of kind of rearranged a bandit's face, <laughs> and then the train. So I mean. This is kind of normal. Yeah, it is. We needed some downtime from all the action. Yeah, yes. I mean, mostly we just needed to spend all that fucking money because that was getting really uncomfortable carrying that much. <laughs> it's like all it's going to take is one wrong dice roll and we get robbed. Yep. <laughs> all right. So. Well, join us next time and as we continue our adventures in the Fey Wild West. Yo. Stay legendary. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Be Legendary. If you enjoyed our story, please rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps our numbers and allows others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. More social media links are available on our website, including our Discord server. Please be sure to say hello. We love meeting everyone. To get early access to episodes, art, and exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Bonus episodes, exclusive art, Q&As with the characters, AMAs with the players, and behind-the-scenes material are just some of the things that you'll get as a patron. Find us at patreon.com slash podcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and lead editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer, director, and editor is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Producer and art director is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. For music and sound effects, please visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com for a full list of credits. 
Selene's tarot deck is The Shades of Magic by Jess Gore, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.